Gospel Doctrine The Doctrine and Covenants in Church History Lesson 14 The Law of Consecration Our Heritage Excerpt from Chapter 3 Building the Kingdom in Kirtland, Ohio Page 26 Law of Consecration In 1831, the Lord began revealing aspects of the Law of Consecration, a spiritual and temporal system that, if followed in righteousness, would bless the lives of the impoverished Latter-day Saints. Under this law, members of the Church were asked to consecrate or deed all their property to the Bishop of the Church. He then granted an inheritance or stewardship back to the members. Families administered their stewardships as well as they could. If at the year's end they had a surplus, this was given to the bishop to use in caring for those in need. Edward Partridge was called by the Lord to serve as the first bishop of the church. The law of consecration consists of principles and practices that strengthen members spiritually and bring about relative economic equality, eliminating greed and poverty. Some saints lived it well, to the blessing of themselves and others, but other members failed to raise above selfish desires, causing the eventual withdrawal of the law from the church. In 1838, the Lord revealed the law of tithing, see Doctrine and Covenants, section 119, which continues today as the financial law of the church. In February 1831, soon after the saints began to gather in Kirtland, Ohio, the Lord revealed that they should begin to live the law of consecration. To consecrate means to set apart or dedicate something to the Lord's service. What are the purposes of the Law of Consecration? Doctrine, Covenants, section 42, verses 30 through 35, 40, and 42. And behold, thou wilt remember the poor, and consecrate of thy properties for their support that which thou hast to impart unto them with a covenant and a deed which cannot be broken. And inasmuch as ye impart of your substance unto the poor, ye will do it unto me, and they shall be laid before the bishop of my church and his counselors, two of the elders or high priests, such as he shall appoint or has appointed and set apart for that purpose. And it shall come to pass that after they are laid before the bishop of my church, And after that he has received these testimonies concerning the consecration of the properties of my church, that they cannot be taken from the church, agreeable to my commandments. Every man shall be made accountable unto me, a steward over his own property, or that which he has received by consecration, as much as is sufficient for himself and family. And again... If there shall be properties in the hands of the church or any individuals of it, more than is necessary for their support after this first consecration, which is a residue to be consecrated unto the bishop, it shall be kept to administer to those who have not, from time to time, that every man who has need may be amply supplied and receive according to his wants. 
Therefore the residue shall be kept in my storehouse, to administer to the poor and the needy as shall be appointed by the high council of the church, and the bishop and his council. And for the purpose of purchasing lands for the public benefit of the church, and building up of the new Jerusalem which is hereafter to be revealed, and again thou shalt not be proud in thy heart, let all thy garments be plain, and their beauty the beauty of the work of thine own hands. Thou shalt not be idle, for he that is idle shall not eat the bread nor wear the garments of the laborer. Doctrine and Covenants, section 51, verse 9. And let every man deal honestly and be alike among this people, and receive alike, that ye may be one, even as I have commanded you. Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verses 3 through 7 and 14. For verily I say unto you, the time has come, and is now at hand, and behold, and lo, it must needs be that there be an organization of my people in regulating and establishing the affairs of the storehouse for the poor of my people, both in this place and in the land of Zion, for a permanent and everlasting establishment and order unto my church, to advance the cause which ye have espoused, to the salvation of man and to the glory of your Father who is in heaven, that you may be equal in the bonds of heavenly things, yea, and earthly things also, for the obtaining of heavenly things. For if ye are not equal in earthly things, ye cannot be equal in obtaining heavenly things. For if you will that I give unto you a place in the celestial world, you must prepare yourselves by doing the things which I have commanded you and required of you that through my providence, notwithstanding the tribulation which shall descend upon you, that the church may stand independent above all other creatures beneath the celestial world. Doctrine and Covenants, section 82, verses 17 through 19. And you are to be equal, or in other words, you are to have equal claims on the properties for the benefit of managing the concerns of your stewardships, every man according to his wants and his needs, inasmuch as his wants are just. And all this for the benefit of the church of the living God, that every man may improve upon his talent, that every man may gain other talents, yea, even an hundredfold, to be cast into the Lord's storehouse, to become the common property of the whole church, every man seeking the interest of his neighbor and doing all things with an eye single to the glory of God. The law of consecration is an organized way in which individuals consecrate their time, talents, and possessions to the church to build the Lord's kingdom and serve his children. Questions to ponder. What do you think could be some of the blessings of living in a community where people live the law of consecration? As saints of God, we must be prepared and willing to live the law of consecration in its fullness. 
but we do not need to wait for a future day to consecrate our lives to the Lord. In what ways can you live the law of consecration in your life today? Scripture Chain, The Law of Consecration 4th Nephi chapter 1, verse 3 And they had all things common among them. Therefore there were not rich and poor, bond and free, but they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. Doctrine and Covenants, section 42, verse 30 And behold, thou wilt remember the poor, and consecrate of thy properties for their support that which thou hast to impart unto them, with a covenant and a deed which cannot be broken. Doctrine and Covenants, section 49, verse 20 But it is not given that one man should possess that which is above another, wherefore the world lieth in sin. Doctrine and Covenants, section 51, verse 3 Wherefore, let my servant, Edward Partridge, and those whom he has chosen, in whom I am well pleased, appoint unto this people their portions, every man equal according to his family, according to his circumstances, and his wants and needs. Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verses 3 through 6. For verily I say unto you, the time has come and is now at hand, and behold, and lo, it must needs be that there be an organization of my people in regulating and establishing the affairs of the storehouse for the poor of my people, both in this place and in the land of Zion, for a permanent and everlasting establishment and order unto my church to advance the cause which ye have espoused to the salvation of man and to the glory of your Father who is in heaven, that you may be equal in the bonds of heavenly things, yea, and earthly things also, for the obtaining of heavenly things. For if ye are not equal in earthly things, ye cannot be equal in obtaining heavenly things. Doctrine and Covenants, section 105, verse 5. And Zion cannot be built up unless it is by the principles of the law of the celestial kingdom. Otherwise, I cannot receive her unto myself. This has been Gospel Doctrine, the Doctrine and Covenants, and Church History, Lesson 14, The Law of Consecration.